This is Chaz Woodson, and you're listening to the Going Offsides Podcast. All right, Johnny, we're here again. We had another exciting weekend of NAI lacrosse. Most notably, I mean, we basically just followed Cumberlands around for the weekend because everything else that was supposed to happen kind of fell, fell apart. Uh, Saturday, they were playing Weber International in their first game ever. Final score was 19 to 8 in favor of Cumberlands. What were your first, your, you know, your initial thoughts since we couldn't watch it because, you know, weather delay and all that other stuff. So, you know, what, what could you tell from conversations from the box score? You know, what, what do you got for me? Yeah, just from conversations, I guess, as you said, we didn't get to watch it. Um, most people were pretty positive about the Weber debut. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know if you, I haven't talked to them specifically, but I know some people might say 19 to 8. How are they positive about that? But I mean, when you're playing a top five team in game one, at the end of the day, that's a pretty solid result. Um, yeah. Come, yeah, I'd say it was just a positive result just because putting up eight goals in your first game against a top five team is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, most teams aren't going to have that offense where they can put up 19 against you either. Cumberland's was 18 of 18 on clears. So that was absolutely insane to be perfect on that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, having talked to a few people, you know, within these programs, the, the big thing was, you know, it's a first year program. So there, there is growing pains, you know, Cumberland's does ride well, but it's always hard for younger programs to clear the ball and to take care of the ball. And just like everybody else in their first year, you know, Weber was the same way. They struggled on clears and they struggled with turnovers. But it's early in the season. Those are two things that are fixable. And, uh, you know, having talked to a few people, they think that Weber is going to be doing just fine this year. They're going to definitely get some wins. I think it, there's going to be some growth throughout the year. And I did hear positive reviews about at least one defender in Reynold Ray. They were saying that he looked really good out there for, for Weber. And then obviously Cumberland's, you have a ton of people out there. They all had a pretty good performance, but most notably we'll shout out Christian Vanover with uh, six goals, one assist on 12 shots. So that's pretty good. And, uh, you know, I know that the defense was, was a concern. The stat sheet says that Cumberland's only had two saves. I, I know for a fact, having talked to some people that that's just not quite accurate and that's okay. You know, stat sheets aren't always perfect but um we're gonna go ahead and assume that that's wrong but um you know they did allow quite a few goals and and i did hear that uh coach pete did (laughs) happen to put in the backup goalie to start the fourth quarter and at that exact same time the team took a three minute (laughs) non-releasable stick penalty so he kind of hung out that backup goalie to dry for a few minutes but you know hey it's all good right didn't do it on purpose so uh, moving on, what were your thoughts on today's game, which we actually got to watch like 90% of? Yeah, so I think it goes back to a little bit what we were talking about leading into this season for them, where that a young defense might come back to haunt them earlier in the year. And I mm-hmm. think facing John Sr. in the game today definitely did come back to haunt them. And then also Cole George was phenomenal with Dan Cage for Kaiser. He had 15 mm-hmm. saves. And yeah, the kid's going to be a monster this year. 
yeah, I was already thinking about, you know, I tweeted a few minutes ago about the, the player of the month, how we're, we have to start looking at those guys. And there's no way you can pass over him. Uh, his, his presence in that was pretty immediate. I, I think from what I had seen, you know, the Cumberland's offense can play with anybody. We, we saw that today. However, I, I really felt like, especially early in the game, you know, that first half when they struggled, mm-hmm. they were really settling for some shots that I don't think that they would normally like to take. And I'm talking about just shots from the outside where there's really not any, you know, any traffic in front of the cage. Just kind of saying, you know what, let's just shoot and see what happens. And I don't think that's typical of their offense. And I don't think that's something we're going to see much longer because I'm sure Coach Campbell's going to take care of that. But there were definitely some shots that I think, you know, goalie played insane for Kaiser, no doubt about it. But I think that there were a few saves there where he was like, thank you for the gift, because it was just like a 15-yard shot, and he saw it the whole way. So uh, I was a little bit disappointed in that part of it. And then let's just talk about – I know you mentioned the, the officials, but regardless of what they called, 10 and a half minutes of penalties for Kaiser – yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I think would I've ever been in a go, game where, where that happened. I would love to go back and rewatch and see what exactly they all were. But yeah, they are very lucky to walk away with a W after that one. And hopefully they learn yeah. something from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, Kaiser always plays, you know, fast and loose. That's kind of their style, right? They're not afraid to shoot. They're not afraid to, you know, play early offense they're not afraid of transition they're not really afraid of anything and I think you know early season a little bit maybe the officials were a little bit tighter than than the guys that Kaiser were used to but I think um that ha- I mean that has to be cleaned up right like 10 and a half minutes that's not going to get you a national championship and there's really not a lot of things keeping you in the way of getting to a possible national championship and you'd hate for penalties to be that one thing, right? Like you can completely control that part of your game. So yeah, I, I hope that gets cleaned up uh, again for, for Cumberland's Christian Vanover played great. Um, Will Settle played great in cage, despite, you know, having a couple doorstep looks on him. Uh, I did hear right at the end of the game that he was, he was taken off the field with an injury. So we hope that that turns out not to be too serious. Uh, for Kaiser, a lot of people were scoring, right? John Senior, we knew was going to be a big factor. Kolstazi, Weston Wernis, Hunter East, Dylan Sharp. I mean, there was a lot of guys that were very involved in the offense today for them. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the things that makes Kaiser so dangerous is they're not one of those teams that's coming out here and beating you with maybe one or two guys scoring. It's mm-hmm. really all six guys at the end of the day may have three or four points against you. Yeah, and I think I wrote two years ago when we were doing our tournament preview that Kaiser had six guys with 30 points or more, and I'm, look, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, yeah, that's totally possible again. They, they spread the love out enough where that, that could definitely happen. If you try to take away one or two of their top guys, that's not going to do that much to slow them down, so – yeah, and speaking of next weekend and a possible national championship for Kaiser, we had a little bit of a schedule change. And, and why don't you tell us who is going to be playing next Saturday that uh, is kind of a, a brand new game that wasn't really supposed to happen. 
Yeah, so next Saturday, uh, Kaiser is actually coming to Valeska, Georgia to take on number one Reinhardt. Um, Reinhardt was originally scheduled to take on, I think it was Division Two Flagler, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that's not going down anymore. So they're moving up the Kaiser game. And, yeah, I mean, that really could be an early national championship look. Or I would not be stunned if these two meet in the tournament at some point. Yeah, one versus three this early in the season. I mean – Let's hope that there is a, a live stream with good weather because I think all eyes in the NAI will be on that game. We also have a few other games coming next weekend or throughout the week, actually. So tomorrow, we've got Montreat against St. Andrews. Then a few days later, we start with, you know, Madonna receiving votes against St. Ambrose, number nine. Missouri Baptist receiving votes against Indiana Tech, number six. Taylor against St. Ambrose. And then... Uh, yeah, this can't be right, right? The, the NAI website's yeah, so, uh, got multiple so games for St. Ambrose. I this figured out. I went on Ambrose's website right before this because I saw the same thing, and I was like, what is going on? So Ambrose looks like they're playing Taylor on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, they're playing Indiana Tech. Okay. So they're, they're going to Indiana for the weekend, more or yeah. less. Gotcha, gotcha. And that, that's one to keep your eye on. I know oh, for sure. get a lot of crap of this, but – I think that's a one or two goal game. I'm I'm a big fan of this what Ambrose is building, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of crap on this, but wait and look. I, I don't I don't think you're I don't think you're way off. I I know way more about Indiana Tech than I do St. Ambrose, so I'm I'm going to wait and see a St. Ambrose game before I unfairly try to make judgments and and, and see what's going on. I know things are trending upward. I know that everyone's really excited. But I honestly, just not having seen them in over a year, have no clue. So uh, I'll definitely be watching that game as well. And then we move on to the weekend. We've got a couple of, you know, William Penn, Mount Vernon, Nazarene. That could be a really good game. St. Andrews, Cumberlands, Midland and Madonna. William Penn and Indiana Tech. That's one I'm excited to see. And then Kaiser and Tennessee Wesleyan as well so we've got quite a few games happening there's more that you know we can't list them all that'd be boring but there's a ton of games coming up and uh you know let's hope uh let's hope we get some good ones out of this and some more highlights for for the old twitter so uh this is just a reminder to anybody that's listening if you know of someone or have seen someone with a performance that you think puts them up for you know a player of the month type award Please send us their name. You know, we don't want to be the ones solely choosing this. And we will narrow a list down to three or four guys, and then we'll put a Twitter poll out, and we will let, you know, the Twitter world kind of pick who wins Player of the Month so that they can win the uh, travel lacrosse rebounder from Level Lacrosse, our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Level Lacrosse. Are you ready to take your game to the next level? Level Lacrosse has innovative products at an unbeatable price. From their aviator travel stick that fits in a backpack to their Apex rebounder that comes with its own carrying case. Need something more traditional? Their Altitude Complete Stick provides an aerospace aluminum alloy stick, a pre-strung head, and a lifetime warranty for only $49.99. And for every item purchased, Level donates sticks, equipment, and daily essentials to programs in need all over the U.S. and overseas. Order yours today at levellax.com, spelled L-V-L-lax.com, and use code G-O-S for 10% off your order. 